0: Hello everyone, I am Isaline Mühlhauser and this is SEO in 2024.
1: Isaline, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024?
0: Content marketers and SEO, let's start using AI to save time.
1: Okay, AI to save time, content marketers. Now, does that apply to all content?
0: I think most content. And that's why I'll develop in, the, in, in this episode. Basically, I'd like to share my experience testing a tool that is called WeWord. So the specific of that tool is that it tells you that it's empower content marketers. So it's not trying to take your job, but really to help out. And I wanted to see how much it could help me out, save time in my job, and how successful it would be for the clients, the long-term clients who I actually work with. So the specific of that tool is that you feed the tool with either your idea, the URL of the website, or you can even connect it to the Google Search Console. If you connect it to the Google Search Console, you have the advantages of having also data about the keywords. But I'll I'll get back to that later on. So first, I'd like to start with how the tool is helping me. The first thing I have noticed is that when you have a new idea and, and you don't know really exactly where to start. For instance, I had this idea of a podcast uh, in French for clients, and it was really hard, you know, to find a good title for the podcast and find, like, check that the content of my episode were right. So in that case, Reward helped me because it gave me a, suge- a succession of ideas They were not good, but I had like five to 10 ideas of title that I could rewrite and use. So it was easier for me than starting from a blank page. And the second thing it helped me is that it also gave me a list of title, blog post article, which I could sort of compare to the contents of the episodes I had already planned. To see if like I was in the right direction or if I had missed something and it's, it gave me confidence to go like, okay, so yes, I'm in the right direction. Like I see that when I feed the tool with who the public is for and what I'm trying to do, because the tool is asking you questions at the beginning, like it sort of goes in the same direction. So I found that it really sped up my process in that case when I didn't want to, you know, spend hours researching or doing customers interview or all these type of things.
1: So a couple of questions about getting started with this tool. Uh, I mean, firstly, transparency. Should you be telling your clients that you're using these sort of tools, that you're using AI to augment their content in essence? And also you mentioned Google Search Console there as well and connecting their Google Search Console um, to this particular platform, so should you be uh, completely upfront with your clients about precisely what you're doing with their data?
0: That's the thing. I make a difference between the moments where I'm gathering ideas, trying to make an offer, make a plan. I don't work yet for the clients, but I'm making like shiny, good ideas, and I'm trying to go fast because like onboarding a client and getting that lead to be a client takes a lot of time. So I need to be fast. So in that case, I think it's okay not to tell them because it's just about my skills to use. Like it's just good for me that I have a process that saves me time. But in the other scenario where you can uh, connect the search console, I have not connected the search console of a client without asking them because those data, like they don't belong to me. So for some testers I have done, you can insert the URL, which are like public knowledge. So you just like, if there is an existing uh, blog, for instance, instead of connecting the search console, you can insert all of the URL, let's say for a topic you have on the blog and you want to see if there are any content gaps or how the articles can be
1: improved. And what about in general? Do, do you feel that an SEO should be completely upfront or incorporates, for example, within the contract that um, their intention is to use AI as part of the the, the process on, on managing everything they do for the client?
0: That's a question. Since I haven't, like I'm still testing, that's a question. I don't have a hundred percent answer. What I'm thinking about doing for my own contracts is adding something about the fact that I use the tool, but really be specific about which tool I use and also be specific about in which scenario I would use it. And in the present scenario, I'm not comfortable with using the tool to generate content because as far as as I have seen, like the quality of information is, is not, you would expect that since you feed the tool with the URL of a website, the tool would have like, con- like high content quality, but it's not exactly the case. So if you, like, I have been working long with a client, so I know the industry. And when you read the auto-generated content, like, I don't trust the key facts. So... I don't think this functionality is the functionality I would use. I would rather use the functionality to generate ideas and also check what I have already written. So that's the third functionality that is interesting about that tool.
1: Understood. So, do you have any process for creating your articles to begin with before using Rewords to optimize them using AI?
0: So, I use AI basically to at the moment to, to check that I'm in the right direction, like to see how, how good I am. And I use that tool rewards sort of as a colleague who would read what I have done so far and give me ideas. So either it gives me further ideas than what I have or the tools, the other functionality is like it's sort of quality check to content and highlights what could be improved and telling you what, like, how it could be improved. So you need to imagine this functionality a little bit like Yoast. When you use Yoast, you know, you have this highlight in the text and it's telling you very, like, basic information that a human could tell you if you had a human, like, doing the job of rereading, but it's saving you time because it's, it's doing the quality check. So basically, I use it as to quality check what I have done. And then my job is to sort of balance the suggestions, because like the tool is going to give you all suggestions on the same level of priority. So you need to balance, okay, is this suge- suggestion really important? And it gives you ideas about the style. So it's going to highlight a sentence and telling you, oh, this sentence, is confusing. Think about precising this or that. And it also gives you idea about uh, further contents or here you could explain this and that extra in this article. So it's still you as a human, um, you need to, to sort of, you know, balance the suggestions. So basically the process is before I would write a text, then wait, sort of have a pause one day and then come back to the text with fresh eyes. That's usually what I'd say, I'm coming back with fresh eyes and a fresh brain, a little bit of distance. So the tool saves me that time where I pause because I can sort of ask someone a tool to quality check and proofread and then I have suggestions that I filter and I follow or don't follow and so, that's the second feature that I find really interesting with that tool. So the first it's idea generation. And the second is sort of a colleague proofreading what I have done. And it's a very, very thorough colleague, you know, <laughs> that's really highlighting a lot of things. So you have to filter.
1: So there's a few tools that I've tried as well. I mean, I haven't tried the the one you've suggested, ReWord specifically. But um, I've tried taking some text from different places and using AI to augment it, improve it a little bit. And then I put the text into another website called Originality.ai. I'm not sure if you've heard of that one at all. But uh, Originality.ai, what it does is it um, determines what it thinks is the chance of... AI producing the article or a human producing the article. And I'm quite often finding that even if I've taken an original piece and then using then used another piece of AI to enhance it, in inverted commas, and then put the enhanced version into originality.ai, I have found that the, the tool says it believes that almost it's 100% chance that it was written by AI. And that scares me a little bit because um, if I want to use that piece on my website or in other places perhaps Google might not treat that piece as positively as they might treat a piece that they believe would have been written by a human being. Is, is that the kind of process that you've utilized, you've checked that you, you would also follow and if uh, an article looks like it was a hundred percent produced by AI, is that something that would be a concern for you publishing on your website?
0: So that's where I don't use the functionality of the tool where it writes for me and where the writer needs to filter. Most of my clients have have a branding. They are established brands. So they have ways of saying things that I have to use when I write the article, like some words and for certain things, we always use the same words, for instance. So I wouldn't write what the... AI tells me to write. I think it's more about using the tool as a hint about where it could be better, but really filtering. And there is a branding. When we write an article, we write a certain way that is correct for the brand. And when I tested the autogenerative content, I also found that the quality of the text sounded sort of ah. Oh. So it's not only the information, but it's sort of off. So that's where I think it's really important that a human manages the content and filters what is necessary and what is not to sort of navigate the tool according to the brand's universe of the clients we're working with.
1: And does Reword produce any facts? And if so, are these facts that you Check to just to ensure that they're absolutely right? Because you hear stories of AI coming up with facts that aren't necessarily completely true or perhaps completely wrong.
0: Yes. At this stage, I wouldn't trust what the, the functionality... There is a button and a functionality where the tool writes for you. I wouldn't trust this part and I wouldn't use it at this stage because when I have tried it, I have found it like unconclusive. Like, this is not something I would propose. And I think if you actually use it to create content, this is something that you should discuss with the clients. At this stage, I use it like really to help me quality check and benchmark. I use it like an exterior eyes. You know, at the beginning of my activity, I used to work a little bit with my dad. He's a retired. And it was really helpful for me to have, we always say in French, four eyes are better than two. But the thing is, when you're a consultant, a solo consultant, you are often on your own and content is expensive. So you might not have this four set of eyes. I used to ask my dad and, you know, invite him for lunch in return because it was more like giving me confidence and because he's really good at spelling. So... I think this is how I would use the tool, like it does not replace my dad, like never, nobody ever can, nothing, of course. But it gives me this extra set of confidence, highlighting me what is good, what is bad. And which means also that if the client comes to me and tells me, oh, I have seen that in your text, you have done such a such a thing, which sometimes happens when the client starts using tools as well. You know, it happens today with um, RHREFs. When you do an audit, the client does the automatic audit in RHREFs and it's telling you, oh yeah, RHREFs gives me such and such. Why didn't you like highlight it this way in your audit? So I think the tool, it's the same. It's like, it gives you suggestions, everything at the same level, but it's really a question of prioritizing. Uh, what is good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is good, what is not, and especially what is suitable for that client in that context. And you need the human brain to do that. So it really more gives me a set of confidence and sort of have an extra thing correct what I'm doing.
1: So, how did you go about choosing Reword as the tool that you wanted to test?
0: Excellent question. <laughs> it was a uh, word of mouth. Thing really, um, someone I knew was trying it out and said, "Oh, I have fun." It gave me idea, and I was like, "Okay, let's let's try it." And so I haven't tried. I have been testing it on several projects, and I feel like if I want to have a good overview, I need to test it for a while for different topics to understand the shortcomings better. Because that's the thing we need to understand the shortcomings to manage them before I, so I need to test it long enough to understand it before I test another tool.
1: So if an SEO is struggling for time, what's one thing that they can stop doing now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024?
0: So for an SEO struggling with time, especially for consultants who have to create offers, for offers you, you need to feed your clients with something interesting, something shiny, and sometimes you don't have a long time to do an awful lot of research. Depending on the clients, you need to be fast, which means in that case, this tool is useful to get things coming, you know, like not sitting in front of the blank paper. You have suggestions, even though they're not 100% good, this is something you can start working with. So it's sort of unblock sometimes, like it, you know, gets me started sometimes and it saves me time, uh, especially the generating idea parts. But I think this generative idea part, you can obviously find it with other AI tools. You don't have to use reward for that.
1: Iseline Mohauser is SEO consultant at Pelia, and you can find her over at pelia.ch. Iseline, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024.
0: Thank you for inviting me, and um, have fun with AI. I've
1: been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at SEOin2024.com.